Hello everybody and welcome once again to Saints Radio. You know, sometimes I hear people speak Spanish and they'll do that R roll and some of them will do the R roll in a more demonstrable way when they're saying certain things and I've just never understood the dynamics of the tongue roll, you know. I just can't believe you're starting off with this. You know, I, I watched, was watching this uh, this blooper reel on Mexican TV, and, and they were, it, it was a newscaster, and this woman was talking about something, and she was like, she did, she did that, and I thought, that's like a trumpet blast in the middle of your, in, in the middle of your uh, discussion. But see, here's the one thing. I have never heard anybody speaking in diverse tongues who does that tongue roll. Have you? I know I've never heard you do it. I can't do I the know tongue roll. <laughs> no, you can't. This is like now, a very... if you very, did it, that would be a miracle. No, this is like a very sensitive topic for me because my whole growing up, my both my siblings, they they would be in my face with it because I couldn't do it. Why? You didn't, none of you spoke Spanish. No, but they both were really proficient. Uh, just rolling their tongue. Yeah. Well, what, what does that do for anybody? Uh, I think just because I couldn't do it. Well, if there's one gift that you didn't have, that's one I think you I don't can have easily get away without. I missed that grace gift. <laughs> of course, now the Scots, they do it. <laughs> it's really been a point of like potential offense for me, so I'm going to leave it here. Because well, I just I don't know why I <laughs> thought of that. Um, it I've just practiced. Came out of the I've blue. tried so hard. I mean, even in my adult years, I have tried so. Hard. <laughs> even after some French wine, you couldn't do it. <laughs> I've come pretty close though. But they, they don't roll their R's in French, do they? No. No. I don't think so. No. It's it's a more... That would not be appropriate. There's no place for the breathiness of the beautiful French language in that R-rolling. It's kind of a cool thing, though. I've always been a little jealous. But see, I've never understood their dimensions of it. I've never heard Yawali roll his R's. Yawali, I know you're listening. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to give us an update on this. You you of all people. See, we ha- we need to start marketing some of this stuff because, see, we could get him to do a good tongue, our role, and we could use it like as a Saints Network ringtone. <laughs> yeah, see how cool that would be. And do you know that that. I asked Pastor Fulton if he would do like a one of just just a little blip of of one of his jazzy tunes for me for my phone my ringtone yeah and he did it and he sent it to scott and scott sent it to me and now i'm just trying to figure out how to get it uploaded on my phone so that when my phone rings it's pastor fulton singing his jazzy tune now, but see we could take the r roll thing that yowali does we could take something that one of our french people does do and have different expressions. It could be different, like ringtones, text tones, that they could they could be like our secret. What would it What would it be like if we had every every person with a specific idiosyncrasy that they as individuals have, 
ba 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 ba. And let that be their yeah. ringtone. Like I mean, if there was an abba shouted real loud, yeah. we know exactly who called. Yeah, exactly. That's we, just it. it. Just, boom, we'd know it. That's just it because I have certain like text tones for different people that text me, but I have to change them periodically because then I realize if my phone's ever the the sound is ever on, which is rare, that everybody in the room knows who just texted me. <laughs> Because usually, like for less, it would be like a bike bell. You know, they have a little bike bell or for, you know, those kinds of things. So if you want to just be like. Oh, boy, we could have fun with this. We could go. I could probably nail about 10 of them right now. Oh, absolutely. People. But some of them would be a little bit difficult. So you could do pay. like a Barry White song. I could for <laughs> yeah. me. No, that, that's one that we could have on the, you know, you go into your iTunes and you pick your different ringtones and. You could do one of your Barry White. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We could do a Shandalakai. A sh- oh, yeah, now that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, sounds, or, like, that sounds like a fraternity at, an, at a, at a, at a uh, Pentecostal college. <laughs> what? what, <laughs> what Shandalakai. That's <laughs> <laughs> the Greek tongue. <laughs> yeah, or we could take different, you know, everybody has kind of their signature tongue. Oh, my goodness. Now, that, we that could, would be difficult for a diverse person because you're yeah, right. But see, if, I, if we could capture them, then we could make that the text tone for them in our phone. So whenever that the, the, they text us, then that's the... <laughs> and just think of all the tongues that would be going forth. Hey. oh we're gonna get in so much trouble for this if we don't segue but i can tell you one nice thing about this anybody who doesn't like this program because they say there's too much chit chat they've listened to the first couple minutes and they're gone so now we can get down to some serious business we could have luciano actually he did that for me when we were in brazil he recorded his... Luciano is beautiful. And let's go babies. Let's go babies. And I was going to make that one of my um, text tones. Yeah, that that's... that's. Luciano is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's great. Well, I don't know how... I don't know how we started off with the rolling of the R's and then <clears throat> this individual... Um, ringtone business but we got to get up with the times though i mean it's all about it's all about this technology yeah and if we had this going on just think every time you got a text it would be like the lifting up of the voice of of the divers tongues (laughs) (laughs) we could just leave our phones on during prayer time (laughs) sit and text each other (laughs) yeah Okay, this is bad. Oh, my goodness. Well, we hope everybody's doing well out there in Radioland. And things uh, here in Dallas are rapidly getting back to whatever normal is as far as being able to move about freely. Um, I, I feel an urgency of the spirit that's almost like 
bringing the horses up to the starting line. What do they call that? Not the starting line where they're all all the horses get in line, and then they get ready and they ring the bell or. I think they're in their little thing and then they open the gate. Yeah, but what's that called? To the gate? Is that what it's called? I think so. I feel like we're being positioned, and at some point the spirit's going to say, "Go." And, um, but with that, there's an urgency, not just <clears throat> out of a response to being basically sequestered for months, but an urgency that the time is short. And, um, we're, we're seeing the times of the end manifested right now. In fact, I don't know this for sure, but I'm probably going to speak on the end times tomorrow. Um, and um, being a, I, being more of a, an eschatological purist, by that I mean having been raised in dispensationalism. And I, you know, I'm not mocking or ridiculing what anybody in the past did, because once Israel after the Holocaust and the end of World War II and then the establishment of Israel and then those climactic days where everybody had the, uh, the atomic bomb, well not everybody, but the atomic bomb was there and like in 62 and 63 when you were, you were just a, a teeny baby, I would, we'd have these drills, these nuclear war drills in a school and we'd all have to pretend that a bomb was blown up somewhere in our city and we'd have to get under our desks it was different than a fire drill we'd have a fire drill once a month but we'd also have a nuclear drill and so i i can understand how and then all the stuff that was going on in israel with the the six-day war and you know the miracles that were happening there i can understand how people were really aware of the fact that we were entering into the end time and the 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 re-establishment of the nation of israel was a prophetic significance. And I can understand how people would teach it, including your grandfather, who did an excellent job. So I'm not ridiculing that. We, we move on the basis of what, we, of what we know. And God does a line-upon-line progression. <clears throat> but the problem with that is that we're living in days that are unprecedented. Things that are happening now that even a couple of years ago, we would not have even envisioned happening. And we have to, we have to, with, with, with fresh revelation of God's word, we have to continually build upon what we've known. And um, there are things that are happening right now that are illuminating our understanding of scripture that was not available even 20 years ago. And so um, I think for we as saints, we, we need to be cognizant of what the scripture says from a pneumatikos perspective. And we need to recognize what's going on around us that these days don't take us, as the scripture says, unawares. And so um, I remember years ago <clears throat> I forget what it was that we were teaching we were teaching about the saints 
And we were teaching about how that in the book of Revelation and in Daniel, the saints were on the front lines of battle on behalf of the kingdom of God against the Antichrist and the wicked, you know, the wicked one. And there was a, a very dear man who was part of this church, who was a member of the board, who just abruptly left. And he sent me a very precise note that says he was leaving because we were not teaching biblical doctrine. And I thought, what did we say that was not biblically accurate? And I, uh, there wasn't any explanation. And then I had to go back and think and know who this man was who was really an aficionado of dispensational prophecy. I mean, he lived it. I mean, he swallowed it hook, line, and sinker and just, just was pickled in it. And I thought, oh, when we started seeing in the scriptures that the saints were doing these things in the end time, that rankled the idea that before the end time comes, we're all going to whoosh, be gone. And for him, that meant that we were not scripturally accurate. But I think we as saints recognize that God is showing his word is breathing new insights to us. I, 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 I'm amazed at the things God's been downloading on us in the past number of weeks. Just incredible things. And so if we think that he can do that with our approach to the glory or how we um, how we receive revelation and understanding um, why do we think that he can't be showing us things that are in those old passages without necessarily contradicting them but adding to them and so I've just got a heightened sense of awareness, as I'm sure many of you do, that these days are unparalleled in the history of mankind. And they are phenomenal in the spirit. And, I, you know, I would say this. I mean, I, I, may, I reference your grandfather. He was well known around the world for prophetic teaching and did a tremendous, tremendous work that was known internationally. And I, I, can, I can guarantee you that if he were alive today on earth, he would be developing some of these themes because from what I understand, he was a, a brilliant man. Oh, yeah. And you cannot, you cannot stick with yesterday's dogma when a fresh set of scenarios and biblical revelation are in front of you. You just, intellectually, you can't, you can't do that. Anyway, thanks for tuning in today. I threw that out there. What sayest thou? Well, I, I totally agree. And I, I think how thankful we are that, that we're being taught these things and that we're sitting under this, this kind of instruction and this kind of revelation. I think it's so important for us as intercessors, as saints, as functional ones in the kingdom to make sure that we are applying what we're learning um, 
in our walk and our and and all that we are and all that we do and you know we were talking in Sunday school this last week um, out of second Thessalonians which I, I, I love those two books but you know one of the things that I realized is that when Paul was addressing that church he was addressing saints he was a, I mean that was a strong church in the faith he boasted about that church to other churches that he would go and minister to and yet the the direction that he was giving them particularly in that second book about be careful be careful be careful of this these are the things that that you know that that you're likely to encounter you know the exchanging truth for lies and just the whole homosexuality and and just I mean, how do you wrap it up? I mean, it's just so much of what we see and that we're surrounded with. But he's saying, be careful. And it makes you realize that line upon line, as God has taught us, every single revelation that he has taught us over this last 20-something <clears throat> years is, is applicable and, and, and are things that we need to continue to 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 refresh and to study and to allow the Lord to breathe fresh revelation and fresh breath into it like he's doing now. And that is, that is our lifeline. But you have to, you have to be diligent. You have to be a student. You have to receive that seed of truth and you have to process it and you have to apply it because, you know, you talk about being aware it's just so important. And so, you know, that's one of the things, of course, that I love about the saints is that, you know, this is not surface. This is who we are. And every measure of revelation and every measure of truth speaks into and becomes part of who we are as those seeds of truth are planted in us. And we, 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 we process them just through, you know, the whole process of what we've been learning um, and I don't know. It's just, I just marvel. I marvel at how line upon line, everything fits. <clears throat> and yet everything continues to be fresh and new. And, and yet, I mean, I cannot even tell you how many times I go back to old books that were written 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that were so fresh and new at that time. And I go back and and if I commit myself to rereading, it is fresh and new for me again. And that's just, that is just, that is just the word of God. And it's alive. But I guess my point is, is we have to be diligent to keep these, these truths and these revelations um, just active and, and applied. Yeah, I, I fully agree. You know, you have the combative of our experience in God and the 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 meat that he's revealed those two things have to be applied to so many of these aspects of revelation god's giving us or we won't understand them and some of the things god is telling us in his word uh are are only discerned first of all because he's led us there but secondly the the combinative of what we've 
done, you do and teach uh, through the pathway God's led us on and these pneumaticos principles that God has taught us from his word, they come together and shine the meat, the light on the meat of what things we've never seen before are. It's, it's, it's very different. Like, for instance, you take a topic, we were joking earlier, and, and I referenced Abba. It's a magnificent topic, but it's, it's very crisp. I mean, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's one-dimensional, but it, it is what it is. You know, you, you breathe hard after God, and then you, you call to God that his foundational principle will be accomplished, and you're devoted to that. Pretty clear, pretty clear. But then there are topics that apply three or four of those standalone pretty clear topics, and you have to have a grasp of each of them that are found in a certain passage or a certain scripture in order to understand what's he saying here? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Like the, like the dimension of the different types of prayer. When we were studying about deasis and prosuke in the New Testament, and you have to have a grasp of grace and supplication in the Old Testament, and then you put those together in the flow pattern of the other types of prayer that the scriptures are talking about. And if you're really going to fulfill that scripture, you need to be cognizant of what the word says about this, 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 and this. And when you put them together, then you have a deeper grasp of the meaning of what God's really saying. Mm -hmm. And if you're just using, I better not say it because I don't want to offend anybody. But if you're just using English or French or, you know, the definitions of the words that are chosen from modern language, it'll be some benefit to you, but it's not the depth of what the divine author really said. You know, I really, you're saying this, and I, 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 I think, I believe that we're, I believe there's a breakthrough that is right there at the door to, for us to break through into, I don't want to say deeper understanding, but more comprehensive understanding in that regard. And I say that because, I mean, you, you function in it, you move in it. And, and, and I know when I'm there, when I'm studying and it's flowing and I, I see this and I see that and it all goes together. And I'm just so thankful that, that I've been diligent to study line upon line along the way because I know there's going to be a grace upon those that are coming alongside at a later date and they're going to have to catch up and there's going to be a supernatural grace to catch them up. But I'm so thankful for what I do know and, yeah. and the fact that I've been disciplined and taught to study over the course of the years. And I'm sure that all you are listening feel the same way because trying to catch up now is overwhelming. But also, just this week, I would say just in the last couple of days, the Lord has led me to passages that, that are so complex that I know have all these moving pieces and I can feel my mind like starting to shut down. Like, and that's... that's that troubles me. And, and then I think, oh, I'm tired. Um, 
you know, the Raymond's not, you know, whatever, whatever you want to, however you want to process it. And then perhaps I might get lazy and say, I'll hold this for, for tomorrow. And that's been kind of a progression for the last couple of days with me. And what that says to me and what I know is that, that, that you know, I'm contending for breakthrough because I do fully believe that just in our process of interpretation, I think that, that there is breakthrough that is pending that's going to take us into more of a vast, deeper measure of interpretation. We've been talking about that. And, and, and I do feel like in intercession and just in trying to press through it, I feel like I'm contending for the saints to break through into that. But it has to be something that we have to, we have to plow through it because it's so easy and I've been I've been studying some over the last couple of weeks about interpretation just getting ready for Saturday's um, session with the French people and so I've been looking because they've been you know I I ask them what they want me to address and and a lot of it is the mind and the processing of the mind and how your mind is an enmity with the things of the spirit and how your mind will interrupt what the spirit is trying to show you in the spirit because we have this mind, this carnal mind. And so just, the, just the, the topic of understanding is so vast in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Because I honestly don't remember you ever just doing a focused teaching on understanding, just on the multitude of different words for understanding. But I know that you have. But I can tell you over the last couple of weeks, I thought, I wish that I could find what has been taught about that. I searched the books and I searched those kinds of, you know, the resources that I have. But um, anyway, I said all that to say that I, I know God is beckoning us into just a deeper measure of being able to process. And I'm so desperate for that. But I also feel... Of course, the enemy content. You know, I feel I feel opposition. I feel um, just where I'm having to fight for it, and and it's not just for me. I mean, we do this on behalf of the saints. So, just I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 just an interesting um, thing. That's not a good phrase. It's a fascinating thing to be led by the spirit of truth. Mm. And because even even the revelation that he leads us into is precise in its placement. And it's it's built upon our grasp of what God has led us through and what what he's taught us in his word in the past and only only an author could do that only God could do that I'm always amazed at um, how the spirit preserves things for the moment that he leads us into them. And I'm amazed because of a number of reasons. Number one, that he that he does that. Number two, 
that he chose not to share this thing that has become obvious in the word for this time and then to recognize that for this time and this understanding you can sequentially go back and see a similar progression five six seven eight layers deep only the spirit could do that that's right o only the spirit and it, it's it's a humbling thing but it's an invigorating thing you know, it's like we were talking about being hardened and the the exterior measure of being hardened to the glory and then what we talked about on Sunday, the effect of that, um, that flow that we allow to come through us that either invigorates us inside or makes us hardened inside. The result of being hardened on the outside is a hardening on the inside. And I can remember years ago, talking when to the congregation this was I think before the Saints Network really initiated and we were having problems with our congregation some of them who were drifting away people who had been really touched by the Spirit who then were not either pursuing what God was saying or were becoming uh, opponents of it and I remember saying if you're not praying if you're not being faithful to pray you're you're gonna have trouble understanding this even though we were talking about very in, in retrospect very simple topics I mean elemental how's that mm -hmm. still very deep meat but elemental things and so you come to this recent outburst of being hardened and allowing the spirit to penetrate that hardness and if you don't stay current with that you'll become hardened on the inside and derivations of that word which I'm not really taught on and I don't know whether I will I'll write about it is doubt because doubt is the indication that throughout your system you have not allowed the flow to come through and you've become hardened inside and you you doubt them diaporeo and um, that that's the term where Jesus said you can say to this mountain but and if in in but if you don't doubt in your heart, and it it all goes back to what we were simplistically saying to the congregation. First of all, God has called us to pray. God has called us to pray in diversities of tongues. Guard over yourself. Make sure you're praying every day because if you don't, you're not going to grasp, and before you know it, you're going to be on the outside looking in, and then you're going to become embittered. And that's that it was basically the description of this hardening. And so last night I was studying about the different ways that God initially breaks through so that we receive understanding. And he used different tactics with different people. It's like the Apostle Paul, 
he blinded him. And Jesus says, how long are you going to kick against the stakes or the pricks? That's a funny word for us in English. I do not understand this. But, you know, and I was wondered about that. And, you know, why would he be kicking against a stake in the ground? And I was thinking, that is not necessarily a stake in the ground. It could be something that is being used to try to break through. Because they used that term to speak, you know, they didn't have pickaxes back then, but they did have fashioned wood that they would use to try to bust through the hardness of the ground. And if you kick against that, that means you're protesting it. You're saying, I'm not having anything to do with that. The woman at the well, she comes out, she's as hard as can be. And Jesus speaks to her and somehow breaks through the veneer and gets into where the depth of who she really was. And she's invigorated. You know, Isaiah in the Old Testament with the coal from the altar and a, and he then says, here am I, send me. There are a lot of those kinds of things. Now the problem comes, that initial breakthrough, we don't have indication that Paul had one of those every month. Or Isaiah didn't have another one of those. Now, we don't know about the woman at the well. But so, so many times people think that's the only way that I'm going to have this breakthrough, this hard veneer. So I've got to have a new prophecy, or I've got to have somebody lay hands on me. That or is so ridiculous. And because you've got to, you have to, first of all, make sure that you're not adding the clutter. Or that you're not hardening yourself. But that it's up to you then to combine with the Lord to seek after him and break through so that that water can come. And... It's, it's an ongoing work. Uh, and, I, and I will say, too, that if you let the Spirit flow through you, the process, you know, Niagara Falls speaks of this. And, they, you know, for the time that we are aware, that water has eroded the brick and it's gone back, I don't know how far, since the 1800s. Those places that are familiar in the Lord will open themselves but that's not that's that will serve the fields that you currently have God's wanting to break through and expand your fields but that's up to you to go before him and to get fresh revelation it's it's just amazing but I but I guess what I'm saying that is from those early days where, where simplistically we just knew, hey, there's a link between whether people are praying and whether they're still with the program in the Bible. If you stop praying, you're going to start drifting. And if you ain't praying, you ain't staying. And then you're hardened. You leave here and suddenly your whole perspective is gone and I've turned into the devil and I've just, I'm sacrificing children in the altar up there and doing all kinds of horrible things and that's why we left. It's, it's a strange thing. But um, to, to get this fresh understanding from the Word, 
suddenly shines a light on all these other factors that we've experienced and it's it's invigorating I, I just rambled on there didn't I <clears throat> it's interesting that you that you said that about the doubt because that is such a key and that that is such the propensity for just our human nature when it comes to things like this because you know I, I think about I mean I think about to me what you're talking about in a lot of ways is the mind of Christ and having the mind of Christ and processing through that mind of Christ um, through the anointed son that was pressed and and you know and and yet I also recognize that if we if we stop abiding that is such a crucial principle for us if we stop abiding which is commune and and staying in the place where he's placed us where he's commissioned us to be and in in patient adherence and through it through the endurance of all of it if we if we stop that placement then I don't know it's, there's just so many this is just mind-boggling <laughs> yeah it really is yeah it's um it's definitely something that is needed in our day um, with all of the factors that are coming against us as saints and, and is, even as Americans. But even think just internally, like within the body, when we start talking about processing and understanding, it is almost, and, and this has been proven over and over again that it is so easy for our human nature to say I can't do that it's too hard what is that what causes that and 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 so there's doubt but what what you're doing is you're doubting in your own ability to do it but if you think about being in that place of abiding that patient adherence in that place in that place, in him, Jesus himself said, I can do nothing apart from my Father. So it's not even us. It's us submitting to the Spirit to really enable us or anoint us to be able to process. Yeah. It's, if you try to do it in your own way, you can't do it. Or what you do do will not be fruitful spiritually yeah well you know there, there are three there are three main ways in the new testament that doubt manifests itself one you know we were talking about and shall not doubt in your heart that's really diacrino which means that you just you think you overthink it you process it too much yeah and then there's the dias diasporeo which we've been talking about but then there's the one where um the the people watched him ascend into heaven and it's his diastasis they 
they had a duplicitous viewpoint. Uh, maybe they were thinking that since he was resurrected, he was going to establish the kingdom right then. But he obviously, when he was floating up into heaven, they they thought, wait a second, this isn't what we signed up for. Um, I, I just... Maybe we should do a teaching sometime about the doubts because <laughs> there are there are there are lots of them in the scripture and we're facing all of them in some ways right now i um i'm i'm amazed at at what the lord is letting us walk through um and you know, like Peter, that Diastazo, when when he was on the, he was walking on the water, Diastazo. I don't know what he was thinking Jesus was going to do, but it was two stasis, and maybe it was that he he was in the natural, but then he entered into the spiritual, and then he went back into the natural, which is probably, I can't fault him, mm-hmm. there, but. Um, Anyway, Whew. you know, I, I was so blessed by the words that have been coming in from the first Saturday. Um, and I wonder, you, you chair that department. Are we pretty much received all of the words that normally come in or are there some holdouts that we're still waiting on? Are you aware of that? There's a few that trickled in last night that came through me that haven't been applied to the report and then we still have to receive the report from France which is a pretty pretty hefty chunk of it. But yeah, yeah pretty French much. French seers, they they're prolific, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things, and again, I don't have it here in front of me, but there was really a, there was an ongoing theme about how we need to really be watchful and we need to be faithful to the role that the Father has given us and to recognize the eternal factoring of it. Now, there were a lot of other things that were said, but I just, I just think that that's definitely a word that God is giving to us. Um, because, you know, the saints are a remnant. Uh, we, we, have, we have the responsibilities that a remnant... It's kind of like a skeleton crew, you know, you, you don't have eight people just hanging around waiting to, to fill in for you because the pay's good. It's really, really an interesting, and I, I say an interesting weekend, but it's not over. <laughs> I almost feel like we've stepped into a new, uh, 
Because, I mean, just the nature of the directive for the weekend, which really played off of our discussion last Tuesday about, and your teaching on Wednesday night, about just the atmosphere that we're dwelling in and the hatred and the, just the evil. And, and I don't know about anybody else, but I, my spirit has been so hypersensitive, um, almost like a raw nerve. And, and the thing about it is that I recognize is that <coughs> you sense the evil, you sense the hatred, you sense all those things in your spirit. But, and, and it's intense. And it, 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 it has a propensity to get to you if we're not careful. I mean, I, I, I continuously all weekend and even into this week have had to rise above and just rise above and no, don't go there, rise above and stay in the spirit. But the beautiful thing to me is that the presence of the Lord has been so profound. So it's like, and I mentioned this in my insight, I feel like I was standing in, in, in between darkness and light, like standing in the gap. That's where I feel like I'm standing, in the gap between darkness and light, between Tob and Ra. And, and the, the, the raw part is so uncomfortable and so I can't react to that. But the Tob and the light, the presence of the Lord, like I have not walked into the sanctuary one time and not almost just fallen just on my face. Because, I mean, literally, it's like I can hardly contain being in his presence. And, and he's just so good that way. Mm-hmm. So no matter what he calls, no matter what he requires of us to endure, to experience, to overcome, whatever it is, his goodness, his presence, his anointing, every, he provides everything we need to overcome it. And it's just, it, it, it just makes it worth it all. <laughs> It's just, I just, I'm astounded at the manifestation of his presence. That all we have to do is look to him and, and just stay in that place in his presence. And we can get through these days. We will and we'll triumph as he teaches us. So, anyway. That's a good word. You know, when God started talking to us about us being transitioned, I guess that was a couple of years ago it started. <laughs> it's like it never, it seems like it's, it, it, it's just, we're always in transition. But this is, she whiz, it's like a different world we're living in. But don't you feel, I mean, it's like, I don't know, it's like heaven and earth the lines are just getting so much thinner and I, I, I can see if I look in the horizon for us I can see how we're gonna be able to survive the end times I, my spirit can go there and my spirit can grasp the <coughs> the empowerment and the how he's gonna enable us to to stand in those days and it's like I'm reaching out and I'm touching that and I can almost step into it 
and and it is truly remarkable because if 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 I didn't have that vision it would be so easy to perish in what I sense all around but that's that's just where I feel like he's he's bringing us and it's it's just remarkable <sighs> well that good that brings us to the measure of expressing to each of you how important your faithfulness is and how essential it is that you remain constant in your prayer and in seeking God wherever he has currently placed you. I, I know that Things have been challenging in, in some of your lives, especially in Europe. Um, I, I, you know, we, we have not as many as we would like, but we have a number of outreaches into Europe each month and into South America. Both of those places have been really hit hard and restrictions um, have been a plenty. Uh, you know, I mentioned India. Uh, I, I was was watching reports last night, and uh, it's hard to imagine what those folks are going through. Yeah, I saw. I, I saw. I might have seen the same thing you saw last night, and I literally like like bent over in intercession for them. I mean, I, I, my heart is just broken for what those people are, ha or what they're dealing with. I mean, they, like one day alone, they said there were 300,000 new cases of COVID and they're treating these people in their cars with oxygen. It's like drive through, it's just, it is, and they don't have graves for these people. So, it, we need to pray for them. Yeah, did you see what those? I I don't. I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to I'm going to come back to India. The Chinese government sent up a rocket, you know, because they're going to establish a space station, and it's supposed to come back down, but they don't know where it's going to come back down. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> but on their site, they said how we light a fire in China and they were showing the the rocket go off and and and, and on the opposite page is how they light a, how they light a fire in India and they were showing people being cremated and that was up for like a day and then it was taken down quickly after a day i think so i think that was the length of time but that was the chinese somebody in the chinese government and i'm i'm telling you we're not you know, when you say something like this, people say, well, you're being xenophobic and you're coming against the Asians. No, we're not. I mean, we're talking about governments. We're talking about governments. But I was thinking about the, the hard trips we took into India. And the last one we tried to, and it just got shut down. And... Um, the uh, 
the hundreds of pastors that were shown those 80 hours of the initial saints school which touched a bunch of elemental topics and all of those pastors and all those churches and they're all facing the brunt of this now and the reason why we could not go in was because of the pastoral visas the government yeah the government would not let us in because it was for ministry yeah and shame I, on them how many times i've been there what three times and then suddenly they deemed me as somebody that they couldn't give a visa to and um i got a 10-year visa I know. You, that, you still got like five years left that, on yours, don't you? I don't know. I, I, Annette will have to help me with that one. But You and Annette. The clock is ticking. You better just watch what you say. <laughs> you could be You better. You're two not witnesses sending. of Delhi. <laughs> Are you hearing this, Annette? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And well, we got to get Vicky in the mix, though, Pastor too. Because Larry she, she was also. just attacked physically in the spirit and in the natural at that time. And then, you know, the government said, we're going to eliminate Christianity. And I'm not, I'm just saying those factors are very important factors. You know, the Bible speaks of, in the end time about nations that reject and the things that will come on them, which makes me tremble for the United States. If you deny me, I'll deny you before my father. Yeah. Um, so we need to pray for India, we need to pray for Brazil, we need to pray for Western Europe, we need to pray for our brothers and sisters in England that are opening up a lot now. I saw wild-haired Boris is starting to set up different um, meetings with our government, if we can call it that, to arrange how travel can immense, uh, can resume in earnest between our two lands. And we need to pray for Africa. You know, the Benishans still reach out to Benin. But um, we're hearing very little from Nigeria. I can't imagine what's going on there. Uh, Ghana, I don't know. Um, Togo, maybe Rachel knows. We should ask her. Um, but, you know, it's... Uh, we need to really be praying for these other places that the seed has been sown into um, and um, anyway there's just a lot a lot of things that we as saints need to be sensitive to the spirit and obedient to the spirit in doing yeah. and I do want to ask you to pray we've got just five less than five minutes uh, shortly before I came into the prayer time um, Uncle Scott notified me that the people at the company that we are negotiating with regarding new equipment has contacted him and they've got some some various options that they want to present to us. And so at 5.30 Dallas time today, I'm going to have a Zoom with him and Pastor Fabian and the representative from that company. So... I know you've been praying about it, but just pray that we'll do exactly what the Spirit says to do, that we won't do less than what He says, and we certainly won't 
do more than what he's saying. But that meeting is going to be in five hours from now. And so we would ask for you to be in agreement because this is your work. This is, this is our work mutually. And um, we want to we want to make the decision that the spirit would would say. So. Amen. Amen. And Monica mentioned this uh, ongoing teaching for the saints in Western Europe that uh, is going to be happening again this Saturday. You're going to be teaching. Kelly. I, I would try to say it, but Sylvie would laugh at my butchering of the French. What time is that? That is at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, so it will be 6 p.m. for them. 6 o'clock there. Yeah. So be in prayer for that, that the Spirit would do what He needs to do. Amen. Um, I'm needing to have a discussion very soon with Pastor Luciano. Luciano. Um, about the next things we need to be doing for Brazil. And it's not like, you know, it's not like we lack for things to do around here. So, and, and it's not like any of these things we're doing is generating any financial remuneration. So that's not our motive. We just want to do what the Spirit says to do. And I know you know that, but it's, it's work. So we want to make sure that we're investing our time and our energies and his word mostly in obedience to what he's saying to do. So be in prayer for the things that are in front of us. Stay faithful to pray just in general before the throne and um, believe with us for the direction of the spirit as to those things that we need to lay forward. And pray that we will be absolutely directed concerning what we need to be doing in September as we welcome the saints here to Dallas. And if there are any things since we've been not able to have the seminar as normal that God would want us to do prophetically, um, that there, if there was some things that he is asking us to do that are different than the norm um we're not going to lack for things to, to teach i mean hopefully within the next two months there'll be at least two new books done by me i don't know how your writing's going but i know that god doesn't usually start talking to me about what our theme is for the seminar until like two months before so we're not even there yet so we're not lacking for things to teach on and um, but but we want to make sure that in this convocation after a, a period of separation that we do things according to what the Spirit is asking us to do Amen. so I guess what I'm saying is you know the dates. People always ask the dates like it's some big mystery. I can look at the calendar and say, okay, well, it's going to be those days. And plus, we posted it already. So if you want to start making your plans to travel here. 
Well, I was I was asked actually twice this past week, and I can't tell you who it was. I was surprised though. But I was specifically asked, out of great surprise, that we were actually having an in-house face-to-face seminar. Yeah. There were two people that did not know. Totally surprised. I did not know this. What did you say? And I was shocked that, uh, at the people that asked that they didn't know. So yeah. I guess just to clarify that, it's not going to be online. It's not going to be remote. It's going to be... Well, it will be online, but it will be on site, too. So, yeah, it's, I guess it's everybody's option whether or not they... Yeah, you don't have to come. They but come or not. We're not putting the kibosh on you. Mm-mm. Gosh, the la- I, I will never forget the last seminar that we had in this church. And just that whole crazy couple of weeks where they started laying down the mandates. And oh, we were, man. I remember sitting in that front, that back foyer every single session counting the number of people that we had in the sanctuary to make sure that we were not over what the city had told us we could do. Yeah, and it, it wasn't fear, and it wasn't that we no, were we bowing were, down to We were abiding Buddha. by the law. Yeah, because we didn't know. We had a job to do for the people that had come here and the delivery of the word. And all we didn't know whether police were going to start coming in and closing meetings and and so we, we erred on the side of caution toward the end of fulfilling our mission. And so I don't, but I remember my concern was all these folks that we had here, including a number from uh, other nations, and you could see international travel being shut down. I remember talking to Julia. Julia, you remember this, and I'm saying, you know, I'm watching... I'm watching the BBC and I'm watching the news and I'm hearing about all of these flights that are being suspended and canceled going into England. You know, we would love it if you want to stay here for the next two years, but we might want to be really aware of you getting back home. And Falladin, my gosh, he was here and I'm saying, hey, where are you going? We better get you there because the way things are looking, we may not be able to get you out of here. Again, we're happy if you want to stay here. But I know you weren't planning for that. Those were That was a really weird time. Amen. Yeah. Wasn't it? Oh, it was. <clears throat> I remember that last, that Sunday, the Sunday service. And we had Levester and his, his precious sisters. And Yawali and Luciano and Julia and who else was in that room I can't forgive me if I'm forgetting you forgive me but I remember that meeting and I thought it was it was a it was an overcast Sunday and we were in the youth room and we had that service and we prayed and we had people come up and prophesy at the end I I would like Maybe we should go back and listen to that in light of what's happened since then. Maybe we should judge prophecy. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But thank God he's brought us through. We have not stopped the ministry. In fact, if anything, it's expanded. And uh, we're we're poised and ready to, to break through at the behest and the timing of our Father. 
Amen? Amen. It's always good to be at the behest of our Father. It's a behestability. It's a good word. So let us be about behesting. <laughs> let us be behesters. <laughs> okay, we're past time. We won't charge anything extra for it. But thank you for praying for tonight's meeting and for Saturday's ministry. Look forward to seeing being with you tomorrow on um, Wednesday Night Live. Adios. God bless I you. Ring my, I would roll my R's if I could. Arriba. <laughs> Bye.